Hi, Insiders. It's me, Lisa, back for a new episode of Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And today we're returning to our favorite mammal metropolis with an insider's look at Zootopia Plus. This new Disney Plus original series takes a deeper dive into the lives of some of the characters from the film, such as Fru-Fru, Duke Weaselton, and Flash. As a fan of the film, I was delighted to see that there's even more in store from our Zootopia friends, and it is truly a joyous journey. In this series, we see all new stories emerge that are parallel to the film, and this truly clever approach will make you love these characters all over again. First, we want to hear about creating these six animated shorts, so we're talking to the filmmakers behind Zootopia Plus. Directors Josie Trinidad, and Trent Corey, and producer Nathan Curtis. Hello, everyone. Hi, hey, Lisa. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for being here. We want to start at the beginning. So Trent, we're looking at you. <laughs> you pitched this concept of shorts coinciding the same time as the 2016 film. Where did this come from? I want to be in the room with that pitch. What was that pitch like? <laughs> oh, it's a good question, Lisa. I got to say when they so Disney Animation opened up a pitch program uh, for Disney Plus and they, they said, if you're an employee here, anybody can pitch. It doesn't matter if you're in technology or in production, if you're an artist on the floor, it's open to anybody. So what a, what an amazing opportunity that not many places do. Right. It's very sp specific to Disney Animation. And I started looking back on the films I worked on and I animated on the first Zootopia. And I thought, gosh, what a world. I mean, I want to go back to Little Rodentia. I want to animate the Slaz again. So it just felt ripe. So I really put all my energy into a Zootopia pitch. And it was just fun, right? As soon as you get into it, you're like, well, it could be Stu and Bonnie. It could be Flash. It could be Fru-Fru, who only has a couple little scenes <laughs> in the movie, uh, but is such a beloved character out there in the universe. So, uh, it, so it was just fun, really, truly, Lisa. It was just... Uh, coming up with episode titles, playing around with the genres. And uh, when I pitched it, it was a blind submission. And uh, luckily enough, Zootopia Plus got selected. And I met with Josie Trinidad right here, the very, very one and only Josie. And I met with her and Byron and Jared uh, to just talk about next steps. And they said, push the comedy, push the edginess, really have fun with this series. And uh, so it started as a seed of an idea. And then I got lucky enough to be paired with Josie here. And it just, uh, you know, she was such a big part of the original film. And you really feel that in these uh, episodes. You really do feel that. Like you said, so much fun. You can tell you had a great time making these, <laughs> making each episode. I got to pick up with that passing of the baton though. Josie, you came on to direct. Aside from working on the 2016 film, what drew you to the project? Aside from what I just said, the fun. <laughs> You know, I, I got to say, thank you, Trent, for pitching a wonderful, brilliant concept. And from the start, Lisa, he had, I would say, of the six, four of them really were, I love that he paired it with a different genre each episode. Mm. So I loved that, yes, we were going to focus on Bonnie and Stu, um, uh, Judy's parents, but we're going to put them in an action episode and have them be, it was sort of like date night that movie with tina fey um have those have your parents be the stars of an action short um and i thought that was so brilliant the pairing of the different episodes uh you know to uh push the genres and and focus on reality tv um and uh you know and film noir with the godfather uh of the bride episode so um so i credit trent um, and then the other two, Duke the Musical and the romantic comedy Dinner Rush, 
those episodes we <laughs> were finding those a little bit more as a as a as a group as a as a story crew um and just to make sure that you know the the genre thing wasn't um, sort of a stick, you know, so mm. we wanted to make sure that it was appropriate uh, creatively for the episodes, for our storytelling. And so we would push like the rom-com. We said, well, what if this was a, a nature documentary? Is that the best way to tell this story? So I credit Trent for coming up with a brilliant idea and then for us all kind of putting coming together and making sure that they were the best that they could creatively be. As you said, they really are the best creatively. So clever. Thanks. I mean, really, really congratulations. Nathan, I'm looking at you for this next one. You come on to Zootopia Plus as a producer. How many different roles does this make for you at Walt Disney Animation? Because it sounds like you've had several roles at the studios, including a start in finance. Is this true? We need to know. <laughs> I, I started way back uh, in, in my in, in in my early years in finance here, uh, and I've been lucky enough to do a lot of different things at the studio. And I think that I know Josie and Trent kind of share this view of of our studio in that we we get a lot of trial and different love hats. And so mm -hmm. I'm thankful. You know, to be honest, I can't remember how many jobs I've had here. Um, I've always just been thankful for the amount of support and guidance that this studio has given me, uh, especially this project, being able to be this as my first producer role with Josie and Trent. It, it's been a dream come true. Uh, and then on top of that, we work with a bunch of artists who have made movies like Raya, like Encanto, uh, such incredible films that have gone out to the world has impacted people so much that, again, working with those artists on a day in, day out basis, it's it's a dream come true. Oh, and I, I'm going to just embarrass Nathan for a second here because he's got this very impressive resume with all these different job titles, but he's also a wonderful music composer. And oh, wow. he, if you look at our short circuit program, which is on Disney Plus, uh, Nathan Curtis composed a lot of those shorts, including uh, my short drop Nathan wrote the music for. So he's a, he's a very talented artist himself. That's exactly where I met Trent, actually, was, was composing drop. So uh, again, fantastic studio to work in. The collaboration, the family vibe, I absolutely love it. Okay, so I'm going to close with this question. Each episode is a different genre. Is there an episode you're drawn to because it's what you typically watch? And if so, there's a second part to that. What's that episode? And then also, if you could be one of the characters in any of the episodes, which, which one is that? Oh my God! There's a lot of layers here. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Duke the musical because uh, <laughs> Josie and I always joke when you work at Disney, you're contractually obligated to work on a musical at some point. And <laughs> we, and we got to do it with Kate and Elisa and Michael Giacchino, just this wonderful collaboration. Michael O'Hara as our story soup, and uh, and I mean, who doesn't want to see a singing weasel con man? Uh, you know, take us on a Disney musical ride. And and if I was to be a character in that episode, uh, being Canadian, I'd be the moose on TV, right? I'd be the moose and uh, and uh, reporting on uh, Duke Weaselton. So fantastic. My favorite um, is the Godfather of the Bride, and also Mr. Big is an immigrant to Zootopia. Mm. And, uh, you know, he, he his intentions of creating a community for smaller mammals. Uh, that was a beautiful kind of lovely immigrant story that I was really happy to tell. Um, if I were to be a character in Zootopia, uh, I would be that, um, the armadillo who the landlady, cause I, <laughs> I, I did just miraculously <laughs> happened to play, um, I can't remember what a Dharma armadillo in, um, in the original <laughs> film. So, uh, that's who I am. <laughs> And I'll say real quickly, uh, Hop On Board is probably my kind of go-to short. I love, I'm a parent myself. 
the fact that two parents who don't see themselves as superheroes all of a sudden become superheroes, that's something that I completely identify with. And I, and I hope all parents see themselves in that. In terms of characters, I love uh, uh, Mayor Lionheart. I, I love him as a character. I know he's, you know, you'll have to watch the series to see whether he's actually in or not. But <laughs> let me just say that I love that character. Didn't he? Uh, didn't he go to jail at the end of the movie? Yes. Uh, no, well, we'll talk about that later. Corrupt. I think it's a spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, I think he's on, corrupt, Nathan. What's going on? What are you trying to tell well, us? <laughs> if anything, if anything, all of you are a true joy, no matter which character you pick. <laughs> and then, yes, if anything, this is also inspiring us to go back, watch Utopia, and to watch Utopia Plus on Disney Plus. Thank you so much for the creativity, the cleverness in this series. As a big fan of Zootopia and Zootopia Plus, I'm so excited for more people watching. So thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Lisa. Nice to see you. Thank you. You know our next two guests as Judy's loving and maybe a little overprotective parents, Bonnie and Stu. Bonnie Hunt and Don Lake, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great. I'm so happy to have you here. So clearly you're back as Bonnie and Stu, but our listeners may not know the history you two have working together. When did you first meet? We met at Second City. Uh, we were both in the theater there, and uh, we met. We were thrown on stage together without a script, and we just clicked. And it was uh, all I wanted to do was make Don laugh. I wanted to <laughs> likewise. Yeah, it was yeah. verbal ping pong. You know, we just gotta hit the ball back, hit the ball back. You know, and and so you know they fun. don't usually form a cast like that at Second City. Usually, those are things mm. that a cast takes years to evolve. Uh, but when they opened it in L.A., they just threw people, you know, a few from Toronto, a few from Chicago. And it's like, there you go. And so it was really unknown territory. And, uh, yeah, as soon as, we, soon as we started the scene improvising, Bonnie was just at another level. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. This and, and, and it's true. We haven't we always we're always trying to make it's all about making each other laugh. Whenever we can, we work together. I was going to say, it sounds like that continued. It's great. That first impression, that first, like that magic has carried on throughout your careers and obviously produced such a wonderful film like Zootopia. And then now it continues on in Zootopia Plus. So talk to us about reuniting as the hops. Where do we see Bonnie and Stu in this series? Well, we see them like so many parents, you know, they're hopeful of their kids. They have expectations for them. And sometimes their expectations don't meet with what their kids dream might be or uh, aspirations. So it's, I think all parents can relate to turning into a superhero in a moment where um, you might sense danger or re future regret for your child. So you, it, um, there's humor, humor in that and heart and adventure, boy, it's, it's action packed. Yeah. Which is a fun thing to explore, right? Paying Stu and Bonnie and with all these kids and we're married and they were in an action. It's an action episode. That's what's hilarious to me. It's the action episode. Really, it's like, is that a misprint? And then you see, it's like, you know, Bonnie's hot wiring cars and we're driving all over the place and canyons yeah. and everything else. We yeah. did all of our own stunts, by the way. We did. I've got to tell you, you pulled them off brilliantly. The off-roading, I've got to say, the stunt driving, superb. Superb. A few bruises, <laughs> a few bruises. But yeah, for the most part, it went pretty well. <laughs> so clearly you two like we said you are a duo that's just carried on and had a great great ability to just play off of each other was there a lot of improv because we talked about like utopia obviously there's so many great lines there was there some improv and maybe some new lines that emerged here 
Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, there were, you know, that the great thing about working with Trent and Josie, uh, obviously, as, as both directors and as writing, yeah, both as writers on these, uh, you know, they have that foundation of they have a, not, a lot of knowledge. They know every little detail of, of every episode, but they would let us play. And so we'd get to discover these moments. They would let us improvise. And there's nothing more fun than making the people, you know, in the booth laugh, to making the people on the Zoom, the other side of a Zoom call laugh. And so Bonnie and I were trying to make each other laugh. We're trying to make them laugh because that's a real joy. And it's really fun to take them to a place we we didn't, they never imagined going. You know what, what I mean? Could be in a line <laughs> or whatever. But uh, yeah, or breaking up or, or you know, laughing over stuff. It, it was such a treat to get the call that we got to do this. I love that improv was a part of this series as well. But also we have to talk about, it's an action adventure episode. Clearly, it, it makes sense, though, because overprotective parents are stepping in, they're brave now, and they're truly protecting. What would you say is your character strength in this episode in line with all of that? I think for Bonnie Hop, she thinks on her feet. Uh, sometimes she doesn't reply. She just reacts. And a lot of times that is her strength because it's protection of her children and um, making sure that Stu believes that he can be all that he can be. She's... Uh, you know, that not only a great wife, but that's a great friend. Yeah. And then I mm. think for Stu, it's uh, just in a nutshell about everything. Trust your wife. Just trust your wife. If she says you can do that, if you she, if she thinks you're the hero to go and do that, then go do it. But she's also going to think of everything you don't think about. And, and, you know, there may be things she wants you to do and you don't see why. Just trust your wife. The two of you could write a couple's book, but you know what? If your characters were to write a book on parenting, what do you think the topic would be? You always have a go-to person. Between Bonnie and Stu, depending on what your childhood crisis is or your teenage crisis or your young adult crisis, one of your parents can handle it. Maybe not both of them can handle the same, but one of them can handle the different things that you're going to go through. That's great. That's really great. I was going to say in a family that large, it'll always be hand-me-down. So don't worry about clothes. (laughs) <laughs> 175 kids that's what i was gonna say that oh my gosh the hand-me-downs for years and years well thank you both so much don and bonnie bringing Stu and bonnie back to the world in zootopia for us you are a true joy just like your characters thank you for joining us today thank you and now to join us are two cast members from the disney family allison and chris welcome to the show thank you very much hey thank you for having us Thank you for being here. It's always fun to have Disney family joining us. Let's let's find out though. What do you do at Disney? I'm going to start with Allison. Hi, um, I am a production designer for Movies Anywhere. Awesome. And Chris? Uh, I'm a senior graphic designer. I also work at Movies Anywhere along with Allison. And we do marketing and product design and some brand and creative and illustration and whatever they need. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we obviously love movies at Disney Movie Insiders, so very, very nice to have you here. When did you know this was the career you wanted? Allison, you go first. <laughs> uh, I would say when I took my first art class in college, um, it wasn't work to me. It was so much fun, and I've always loved movies, so it was it was pretty clear. That's awesome. That's the dream, right? When it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like work, you can just get lost in it. That's really awesome. What about you, Chris? 
Yeah, I feel like for me, Disney has just always been one of those subliminal things in the background. And growing up, for me, I was in Portland, I was in the Northwest. And so for me, it was more like this dream. It wasn't like anything that I thought was attainable. And so the fact that there was this opportunity to be able to work here, um, I think it was just an added benefit, just being able to do what I enjoy, which is graphic design. Um, but along with that, being able to do it for a company that seemed like was so far out of reach being up in the Portland area. Um, but yeah, it was always one of those things that I think I just wanted to do in my past, but I never expected would actually be something that was possible. That's so cool. And I'm sure with all those amazing opportunities that you've had over time, there's some favorite projects. So can you tell us a favorite project that you've worked on while you've been at Disney? Yeah, so I'll start out. I mean, for myself, I've been here for about five years working on the same team. So I've had a variety of projects. Um, and the interesting thing with us is along with just Disney, we get to work with four other studio partners. And so we get to kind of dabble mm -hmm. within their um, content as well. So for me, I think one of my favorite projects was being able to brand a project called Screen Pass, which was the ability to send your movies to whoever you wanted. So as long as you had the movie, you'd be able to kind of text the movie or email the movie or send it however you wanted and your friends could watch along with you. So that was one of my favorite projects where it felt like it had a little bit of ownership and being able to develop something big for the Disney brand was really exciting for me. That's awesome. Allison? <laughs> my favorite project has been um, ads for the El Capitan Theater. We got an opportunity to feature movies anywhere inside on some of the screens. So uh, it was really cool, actually pretty challenging, but um, with working with all of the different studios, you have to make sure no one's head is cut off like Harry Potter or anything like that. So we had to go back and forth quite a few times, but um, it was one of my favorite projects. And I always grew up going to look El Capitan Theater. So it was great. And she got to make it a family affair. So it was like yeah. you, you and your family got to come and you got to see the ads in person before the show, which I feel like just watching her Instagram story, it was like an emotional moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, Allison got like this dream, this dream project to work on where she got to see her work in a place that she's been to a ton of times. So yeah, there was about 18 of us. So it was great. <laughs> Okay. Well, obviously you two have the best time. It sounds like, and I love that. That's it's true. Like you're having these magical moments every day. Like it's, it's so cool. And it sounds like you're really passionate about what you work on and that's super special. So I want to actually dive deeper and find out more about you. Are you ready to take on the insider five and talk about your Disney fandom? I sure am. Let's do of it. <laughs> okay. To begin what is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? And Chris, you look like you're ready to go. Let's start with you. Okay, so for me, once again, I think that separation of not being in California, not having the parks to go to, then like Disney movies were my source of like Disney, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's how I got it was by watching the movies. But I think the earliest memory I have is probably um, anything in relation to Aladdin. I think it will always have a special place in my heart and I think Genie, he had this energy and he could just do whatever he wanted and he was so crazy and silly. And we have this home video that um, I watched during the pandemic of myself as a toddler running around and like break dancing in the living room and letting loose with my little toddler bowl cut to friend like me. And I think like that's my experience with Disney as a kid. Like the ones that I remember are just like 
just letting loose as a kid and enjoying the content probably in a way i might not do still today but still a very enjoyable way as a kid to um to enjoy a disney movie ah oh, that is such a great story and i really feel like that speaks to so many people right because you don't often have disneyland or walt disney world in your backyard and that is the amazing thing about movies they can transcend wherever you are and just the connect exactly. okay Allison, Mine tell is actually us. the opposite because I did grow up in California. Um, I'm here my, for it. I'm here for it. Tell us about it. <laughs> my parents uh, would take my sister and I to Disneyland all the time since we were babies. Um, so we would always have the best time ever. Uh, gosh, my parents, we lived about an hour away. So we did from park opening to park close most most days so i don't know how they did it because even now i can't drive that late by myself i'm like how did you guys do it <laughs> i love that you had so many memories at the parks that's so awesome so give us that example about which disney movie specifically do you remember so much as a kid it would probably be a uh, sleeping beauty um my aunt would babysit my sister and i and we would watch Sleeping Beauty all day long and it was our favorite. I've got to say that was honestly one of mine too. Like, and then you went to the parks, like the castle walkthrough. Can we talk about next level as a kid getting immersed? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. So for you guys growing up was the parks, was it about the food? Was it about the characters? Was it about the music parades? What was it for you guys? Cause I didn't have that experience until I was a little bit older. I'm just Look curious. at Chris. Look at Chris doing the sub bullet on the Sorry, inside five. I'm just I'm curious. I have to know now. He's I'm a pro podcaster. <laughs> no, I love this. I love this so much. Well, I'll let Allison speak first because I have all the opinions, but Allison, you first. Honestly, it was my parents just letting us go wherever we wanted in the parks. It was nothing was off limits. We just went on all of our favorite rides all the times and the snacks, of course, churros, <laughs> turkey legs, all of the above. I mean, you can't. Can't really go wrong with any of the snacks. Right? There's so many categories across everything. I think for me, I remember it's really like random things that I remember. Like there was a Pocahontas show and there was like leaves that were falling. And like as a kid, we didn't live in LA. We lived in California, but it's like you took that home as a memento. And I still, uh, how many years later, I remember that. And then like the float of Simba and the Lion King parade. Like, I remember. <laughs> right? on a show and then they turned it into a Snow White uh, show and it was, it was the best honestly there was no special effects it was just I don't know lots of lots of cool cast members Chris I was gonna say you're here now so I'm sure you're gonna continue this on well, in life and keep going to the park and getting all these I'm sure you've made all these memories yourself so that's really cool. yes yes I've definitely made up for that lost time in more ways than I probably should ever tell someone <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're prepped then for the next question in the Insider okay. 5. If you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be based on all that research that you've done there, sir? Okay, well, the thing is, it's like, it's a newer ride, but Rise of the Resistance is insane. Like the, I know that that's probably everyone's answer if after they've ridden it, but honestly, Rise of the Resistance is absolutely incredible. The immersiveness of it and the queue alone, like you think you're on the ride and you haven't even gotten on the ride yet. That's how you know it's good when you're enjoying the queue. So um, I'll have to say Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Very multifaceted, I like that. All right, Allison, what about you? 
mine would have to be haunted mansion just because mm. that is the best road to be on when you're so tired and you just want to rest your feet <laughs> um but it's also just the the music um it's so dark nice and relaxing so yeah i'd, I'd probably be able to take some naps on haunted mansion <laughs> with with a nightmare overlay or with with just a regular haunted mansion overlay Probably nightmare overlay because of the gingerbread house. <laughs> okay, that gingerbread house getting switched up every year though. Come on now. That like I love how if that's your favorite, they're mixing it up every year to keep you coming back. Similar to Rise of Resistance, every time you ride that attraction, there's something kind of new to take note of. There's different versions that you experience. So look at us inspiring so many to go to the parks to experience this for themselves. You yes. talked about music though in the Haunted Mansion, Allison. So that segues into our next question. It's Disney karaoke night. What song do you sing? Oh gosh. Um, probably anything from Tangled. <laughs> I, I love the soundtrack, Mandy Moore, amazing. So any, any of the songs I, I love. <laughs> so good. All right, Chris, what about you? Um, Hercules, anything from Hercules, probably specifically Go the Distance is like the jam. Um, it's one that I could belt in the car whenever probably, but I would say anything from Hercules is just a great song. Can't go wrong there. Why is that still into my adulthood and I still pumping myself up to I Can Go the Distance? That's a great song when it can transcend adolescence to the tiny, tiny years to now adulthood. That's great picks both of you so let's see if those answers inspired the answer to this next question you're invited to a disney themed costume party who or what do you dress as who's got the answer uh, i would probably go with kronk <laughs> because my sister would be cusco and my boyfriend would go as yzma <laughs> because we are like a trio so we, we would probably do that. <laughs> okay, that is so incredibly fabulous, Allison. If you didn't know, that was our first first episode on this podcast. We did an anniversary to celebrate Ooh. the Emperor's New Groove. So yeah, I've yeah. got to say that holds a special place in our hearts here at Disney Movie Insiders. So yeah, It's one of our favorites. We can watch that movie over and over, so. So, so good. Okay, Chris, and, what do you got? Okay, for me, um, I would say I have a few, but I'll probably stick with Russell from Up. It's just like a pretty timeless looking costume. And I think it would be fun to like design all the badges on my on my sash. And um, <laughs> yeah, definitely Russell from Up. <laughs> so strong, so good. These, are, these picks are great. Okay, that brings us though to the last question. Prepare yourselves. Which Disney character has the best life advice and what is it? For me, it's Tiana. Tiana is my favorite character ever. Um, and you just gotta work hard because it it came out when I was, oh gosh, I don't know if it was high school or early college years, but um, I, I was struggling. I didn't know if I wanted to do art right away or anything with graphic design. So um, I worked really hard to, to get through all of my classes. And um, yeah, she, she's always just been, you just gotta work hard to get what you want in life. Okay, Chris. Thank you. Um, Yoda in Return of the Jedi, right before he passes, he tells Luke to pass on what he's learned. And I think that that's huge for me. I think 
I'm someone who likes to just um, teach people what I've learned so that they can either get through that situation faster or so that they learn faster and they can just progress. But I think in design specifically, which um, Allison and I both work in, it's just super important to be able to quickly take what you've learned and be able to pass it on to the next generation or the next person so that um, they can take with that, run with it, build off of it, iterate off of it. Because um, collaboration, yeah, in our industry and in our company is just a huge piece of what we all have to do. So definitely passing on what you've learned. Um, that's my quote from Yoda. That is huge for me. Very, very lovely. That's a great way to close us out right there. As our Movies Anywhere friends joined us today to take on the Insider Five. Tell us what they do. Tell us about all those magical memories that shaped and formed you and who you are, which is a lovely thing. All right. Thank you both so much for joining us today, Chris and Allison. Thank you, Lisa. That's our show. Zootopia Plus is now streaming on Disney Plus. So you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes. Subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code RODENTIA. The code expires November 29th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Membership is required. Limit one redemption per account. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next time, Insiders, with more Disney Movie Magic.